Hi folks and welcome back to another episode of Reload Podcast. My name is Connor McCann and joining me as always are Lee Maxwell and Nigel Lamont. So we missed our first week guys in two and a half years. There was a few technical difficulties. I was talking with Jeff today and he asked me what they were and I said that it was the fact we were 4,000 miles apart. Didn't was, really was, help. There, was there anger in his voice that we're late a week? Oh, he didn't seem to care. I was like, right. most people won't care anyway. So it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, we're back. We have a lot of things to talk about. We have actually between the three of us we've done quite a few shows in this past yeah week or so or two weeks anyway so we have a lot to talk about but just as normal we'll kick off with what's new with you so nigel what's new well first thing is edition 30 you knew the car i wasn't going to modify oh yes yes i remember it well so things have escalated i don't know what way i left things the last time i had ordered spacers did i mention that wheels were refurbed so. yes mm-hmm. and i got spacers put them on it and it's MOT'd as well. Bad memory. Anyway, it's MOT'd. There's lowering springs on it now. <coughs> and things might have just been ordered. Oh, yeah, this is the car you're not modifying. So there might be a downpipe exhaust and BW racing intake and Addy roll bar coming. <laughs> but that's mere speculation. Definitely uh, not a car that's modified. Yes. No, it's totally standard. Yeah. Uh, it's also, I think I mentioned about paint. It's booked in for mid-June. That's going well. It's going really well. <laughs> I did laugh. Was it during the week you posted up saying about you wanted an intake for it? And there was a few comments, including my own, basically taking the piss out of you for, oh, this is a car and keeping standard. That's what I'm here for, to take the piss out of yeah, that's, that's pretty much <laughs> that's myself. Comedy value. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to beat. Uh, otherwise, no, nothing much has happened. Just enjoying driving the car. Yeah. Um, the Mark 1 Golf is not far away. It's booked in for MOT. Mid-June, just a final wee few wee bits and bobs and needs a CEO done for MOT and then hopefully a bit of summer driving will be Mark 1. Very nice. Shouldn't take much for that car, should it? No, no. A uh, few running issues, but turned out it was the manifold. Or the, Is it the rubber gasket? The gasket between the, between the carb? carb and the inlet manifold. Uh, I remember my Mark 2 used to the same 1.3, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. they give the carb a bit of a rebuild as well. So, uh, Full service, um, new sparks, new leads. Yeah, just needs a CO dial then. What, uh, what carbs? Not Pureberg or Weber? Solex. Oh, oh Solex? Oh. Yeah. Solex. I think most of those guys are like Weber or nothing kind of thing. It's, yeah, I've, got a, I've got a Weber manual choke sitting. It's just happened to adapt it over. Yeah, well, don't know. I'd rather just drive it. If it gives me a baller again, the Weber's getting put on it, put it that way. Baller like going on Either fire. Either that or a full R32 conversion, you know, one or the other. Aye. That's a bit like myself. It's like all or nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'll suffer this or just go all out. Yeah. Very good. Lee, what about yourself? I don't think we've talked about this in the podcast before, so I thought I would bring it up now. This will be good. I was on TV. That's right. So of was Nigel. Sure. Nigel was briefly on TV I'm not, as well. I'm now known as Scooter Boy. Scooter Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I hadn't actually seen the show. Um, it was when we were at Dubshed. Um, there was a crew on site where we're filming a few different girls' cars um, for the BBC. And then they had asked me if I would come and break some poor girl's heart by telling her her car wasn't getting inside. How did you prepare for it? Did you become the character? Did you do research? Yeah, I had to go full asshole. And All right. <laughs> and the best of it was, even though you didn't want to do it, you had to record it like six times or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the magic of TV. About you do all these multiple takes and they do it from different angles and they were like shooting over my shoulder and then full face on and it was very strange. So I had to t- basically tell the girl, no, you can't come inside. And she kind of did, like, uh, you know, like, sad, looked sad. 
and then I had to keep doing it. <laughs> I was like, I feel like an absolute dick. Was it weird being on film outside of the bedroom? Yeah, it was a bit like, with all my clothes on. Yeah. Definitely strange. <laughs> totally different. Nizzles <laughs> <laughs> on delay there. Wow, Connor. <laughs> wow. The worst of it is, your girl Rachel you were doing that with is actually genuinely really nice. She's a real nice girl, yeah. And you felt uh, really bad about it. Yeah. But uh, it was a good crack. So I actually, I sat down and watched the show. A few people had said to me about it. Even like people at work and stuff came up and they were like, I saw you on, the, on BBC. And I was like, I haven't even seen it yet. So the whole show was about... Was it three different girls? Um, I think it was four or five. Ah, uh, yeah. Was there's, there? a, there's a drifter. The drift girl. The Rachel of the Sirocco. Rachel. Nikita of the Sirocco. And kind of their club, I suppose, were yeah. kind of featured on it. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting, actually. Like Because we've all seen those kind of BBC, ITV things before, and they've been absolutely horrendous. Tar- and it, it certainly wasn't the worst. Yeah, we're expecting the worst, and we didn't get the worst. Car it stuff. wasn't fantastic either. Car stuff made by non-car people. Yeah. Do you remember that petrol head show? Have we talked about that before? With Rocco and those guys on it? And your woman, is it Carl and Stuart? Carl and oh, Stuart yeah. from Cool FM. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was, that was an absolute farce. Horrendous. Yeah, I was I was actually at Fintna when they done the, the final for it. Yeah, so the whole premise of that show was the two get two different teams built these cars. So that would have been maybe mid two thousands kind of thing, was. and maybe early two thousands. The the Larn guys built literally a stereotypical one hundred six big body kit, paint, bad boy bonnet, blah blah yeah. blah. Like a, it was horrendous. Like a max power by numbers type car. And Rocco and those guys, Rocco and Ram McElmey and Weeballs, a couple other guys. Um, took a Calibra, took the back window out, made it a pickup, and I was like, "That's really cool!" It's like a totally original was idea. Tigra, sorry, a Tigra, Tigra. Um, did it properly, and it was like done to a really high standard compared to the other car. It looked totally different, totally original. Because I think uh, Dina, did Dina Anderson have to do the bodywork? No, it's Weebles who done. Weebles did it, I. And then when it came down to it at the show, it was split between there was somebody judges voted, and then. I think the judges... There was a public vote. There was a public vote, a judge vote, and then they were split. And it came down to Miss Northern Ireland to decide it. And she was from Larn, and the other team were from Larn. She just picked them. Ah, very good. And I was like, oh, what have I asked? Yeah. So, they're stereotypical. Yeah. I was expecting it to be... What do you call this? That show that's on at the minute with the tractor boys? Tractor Tra- Tra- tractors? Tractor Aye. So, it definitely wasn't that bad. I think the editing style is the same. Very much so, yeah. Um, like you can tell it's like you know what it is we talk about YouTube a lot obviously in this and the people making the YouTube stuff that we watch are car people so they know what's important to put in they know what details people want to see where these people come along and they don't really understand the in-depth of that so they'll know from a cinematic point of view what'll look good but whether it makes sense or not is mm. on the fence with that kind of thing but anyway yes so that was me on TV and then Nigel you even passed at one point maybe twice actually in the scooter oh it's just like I've it's like I'm an extra on the TV show. Oh, yeah. Just like... Zoom, zoom. <laughs> I think somebody said you look like Lewis Hamilton coming in the race. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was good, though. I mean, I think it, it showed Dubshed in a good light. Yeah. You know, kind of... We're very nervous about it coming out, but... No, still. No, it was fine. Um, just on the topic of scooters, somebody sent me a video. Have you seen e-scooter racing? Nope. It sounds dangerous. Somebody sent a video. It looks absolutely class. Really, really fast e-scooters. Like the one I had dub shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely lit around this track. Imagine that in the wet. Oh. Oh, I can imagine. They've slightly chunkier tires, but uh-huh. it just looks 
crazy well after the 15 minutes that i did it in dubshed and then realized that i can ride this thing with one hand no brakes holding a clipboard and drink a 10 of pepsi max i think i've qualified for that reason that's, i could get killed that's multitasking it is i realized that if you sacrifice the brakes you have a whole other hand for doing other stuff you just like stop with your feet yeah stopping through the week oh yeah exactly. no i tried to ride it while carrying a clipboard and nearly killed myself so yeah, I would both hands firmly on the handlebars at all times. If you no, don't have weird. brakes, just use your forehead as a brake pad. Huh? Just throw Set yourself on the floor. Yeah. Job done. <laughs> Anything else, Lady? Well, I do have one other uh, big piece of news, but I suppose it's news that I'm sharing with you. So Go for it. The garage is built. Yes. Yeah. We have an erection, folks. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to my age, they're rare and far between. That's it. <laughs> and quite an erection it is. Mm. I must come and stare upon your erection someday. Any day. Any mm. day you want. You can get inside it if you Does want. Does it cast a show, shadow your erection? Quite a shadow. Yeah. So let's just get out of the gutter and talk about your shed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have a shed as well. So after nearly two years of talking about it in this podcast and feeling like it never was going to happen, it has finally happened. Yeah, it all just, it happened very quickly then. Yeah. At the end, it was like, oh, right, okay. They're coming on Wednesday. And then... On Thursday it was done. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially a big Lego kit. It's brilliant, yeah. Like I did a time lapse of them doing it. We did. Uh, I don't know show you it now. I must show you. Did the time lapse of it and it looks really good going up. It only took them took them a guts of I would say in total about a day and a half to put it up. Three roller roller doors all motorized, so that was a bit extra for them to do, you know, setting up and things yeah. like that. But like they were brilliant to deal with. A few people had asked who it was. It was large buildings in Dungannon. I was actually um, on the phone this week. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, I genuinely, the most professional people out of, I feel like I have spoke to everyone who makes a shed in Northern Ireland, like, and this guy was the one who actually got back to me, filled me with some sort of confidence and yeah. gave me a quote. Um, but yeah, great to deal with. the. It was a nice surprise too, because obviously we were away and you were coming back. We came back on the Tuesday and they started on the Wednesday, so at least it was something to, my first day back to work, you were like, right, how to get home, want to see this kind of thing. I was watching them all day on the on the security oh, camera as torture. well. It was torture, to be fair. So the next thing now is starting to wire it and insulate it and see where we want to put everything. So I think it was Borley said the day, he was like, yeah, good luck with that. You'll spend more on the inside of it than you have in the actual building oh, as well. I but, think I think I remember when Andy Maxwell was putting his shed up like that. When you're wiring it and putting ramps in and stuff, that's when... When it really ramps you up. You don't sort of estimate for it. No. And at the minute, it's a bit of a bollocks. You can override the doors and roll them up and down, but we're having to run the, the electric doors off a, an extension lead at the minute, which is a bit shitty, but mm. it'll be nice when that's sorted. Also, the roller doors are quite good. They all have individual remotes, but you can wire one of the remotes to run them all. So you have like four individual buttons you can work away with, and it's... It's kind of weird. It looks like a very clever system. A few people said to me, you know, you excited for going up? And that was the day it was finished. And I was like, no, because it doesn't seem like it's there. You know, it's been constant disappointment after disappointment with like COVID and material shortages and prices skyrocket and people not turning up. And now that it's actually done, you're like, this is here. <laughs> it's kind of weird. And I kept, it took me to come home on the Friday from work and just kind of walk around up my own and be like. Just gaze on it. Yeah. And you're like, this is actually happening. This is. That's cool. Time to fill it with cars and ramps. Yeah, we put the jet into it last night for the novel, David, like, and it looks kind of lost in it. What colour did you go for, just said, Andres? Uh, Santa's like grey, and then the flashings and the doors are black, just to try and break it up a wee bit. So, no, it's looking good. I'm, I'm so excited. Absolutely delighted for it. Excellent. So you'll have to get a look next time you're, you're Absolutely. down. 
Absolutely. So and we need to get the all the yard sorted in front of it because we can only drive in through with three doors. And we're going to use one of them because the rest is all like where the patio was. Uh, right so that'll be another bit, but. At least, as I said, the building's actually up and you can chip away at it when you want and as you want kind of thing. Because, you know, you could do bits and pieces here and there, but without the building, there's no yeah. point. Yeah. Any other news? Other news? Um, what have we done? Well, we've got three shows to talk about. Aye. Yeah, three shows to talk about the... Well, do you want to start with... Um, what we're just at? Aye, start with it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're recording the afternoon after Cumber Cars and Coffee organised in need of the... Net Youth Project in Cumber. Um, it's just a bit of a outreach sort of children's youth help. Uh, keep them off the streets, kind of them off the streets. Anti-drug sort of uh, resource in the middle of the town. So we've done a charity, Cars and Coffee, at Second Cumber Church, and the weather was fantastic. Connor got sunburnt. Shock. He's sitting beside me like a right bright, uh, bright red tomato. Yeah, I done six days in America. My neck definitely got burnt. Everybody got burnt. I didn't. Because I had my hat on, all right, and then when I was standing my back to the sun, I put my hood up because I am yeah. a sensible human. So I, would, I didn't know what to expect numbers wise. Well, uh, you f- ran one of these before, didn't you? It was alongside the church fate, which was twenty seventeen. I think it's eighteen or nineteen. Eighteen, aye, something like that. It didn't. It's a right while ago, anyway. Like I think it's eighteen. The more I think about it, because the following year I tried to organise it, some whatever, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Um, but no, just cars and coffee, raise a bit of money for charity. And thank you to everybody that came. I think the last time I was talking to one of the event committee, I think it was f- pushing over 1,500 quid. Oh, very good. Which is brilliant. Ah, brilliant. Um, but the variety of stuff there was just crazy. That's what I was saying all day. You go to like, like sit dub shed and you go to bigger shows and stuff. And it attracts a certain crowd. And you tend to see if you do the shows all the time, you will see a lot of the same stuff. You put on something random like this and some oil boy who lives a mile down the road hears about it and suddenly brings his Ferrari out or, you know, which is Let, let's talk about, let's talk about that Ferrari. Rocks in a red 308 GTS. Ah, uh, yeah, the convertible. And then I got talking to the guy as he drove out at the end. Was he the guy in the Magnum PI shirt? Was yeah. it? Did he have the shirt? It was a guy in a... Like he a, was wearing like a red Hawaiian nah, shirt. Was it not him? Nah. I so wanted it to be I him. I think yeah. the boy in the Hawaiian shirt had a Mini Cooper. Right, ah, okay. That's disappointing. But I wanted to be him too. I says to him, thanks for coming, really appreciate it. He says, that's ah, only half a mile down the road. So, Better than that, he says. My mate has a yellow one of these and he lives 200 yards over there. See that comment about the boy who lives a mile down the road? I pulled that out of my ass. I didn't realise that was yeah. his actual story. Yeah. <laughs> he lives up... Uh, Road up to Scrabble. Very good. And did you not know they were here? That, that those cars are in Cumber? Never put my... Uh, never seen that car before my life. And oh, you're shit. living in Cumber all your life, basically. Yeah. yeah. But the likes of that there, the JDM NI Legends, they brought a collection Showed out strong. Yeah. Um, Mustang, Ford Mustang Club from Northern Ireland. Uh, they brought about seven or eight Mustangs. And they didn't crash in the way. It was really it impressive. Was impressive. They were on the grass and everything at one point. Yeah. There was a Lotus or two. What about the wee kid with the... Was the MG Midget on air? Yes. What was the deal with that? He has been on social media lately. I forget his name. But he drives normally, I think it's a One Series Coupe or something. Okay. And. I know his face from being around the shows and stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know his name, but I, I, I know I've seen him before. I think it's McCory, his surname. I'm not too sure. But uh, I've seen something came up on Instagram stories or something. And it was sort of a clip of. A highlight reader, him building it, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a real box section. It's all space frame off. kind of thing. Yeah. 
I love the fact and as well. And it's bagged and it just drops. Oh, it sits on the floor. I love the fact too that the exhaust was out the side because it can't fit underneath it. Yeah. Just run it out through the wing. Yeah. What else was there? Two Yaris GRs. Yep. Uh, a heap of minis, really old minis. Gavin Black's Jag, the bag Jag, yep. the Bagar. A couple of camper vans. Two Rolls Royce spirits. Yes, I. Um, a Bentley GT3. That was Mark's oh, car. Yeah. All the carbon on it. Bentley Continental GT3R, I think it's called. That'd be right. Um, carbon wing, carbon mirrors, yeah, carbon interior. Mark's bits. such a nice guy. He's a super collection of Fords, big Ford guy. And some of his other cars are just amazing. Nothing's That's glass, yeah. He's at that for like a right while now. It's such yeah, a big car. Yeah, it's a, quite a rare special car now. One thing that caught my eye, and like it's funny, this sitting amongst all the things that we're talking about there, was the old original boxy Starlet Turbo, the white one on the Ronald Turbos. Yeah, that's a local car. I didn't even know the Meta Turbo in that ship. Oh, I think they're very rare. They're really cool. The phase after that, they made a load of them. Loads them, and then yeah, I know that I was I was sort of I think I went over to take a photo of Gethin's car because I was going around trying to get a few pictures for you, and you I kind of walked away from you guys, and then I went. Oh, what's this? And then just yeah. scurried off. And I was like, oh, no, I need to go back to these people. I've left them standing. Quite a few nice 911s there, too. Uh, and Robin's one as well. Yeah. Too shabby. <laughs> <laughs> Robin's listening in. Yeah. Robin's sitting in the corner here. Um, it was quite a nice wee red Jetta. Anybody see that? We red Jetta? No, I didn't see any no. nice red Jettas, no. <laughs> no, great collection. And everybody's super cool. Seriously, Five. about the minis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's to do with Cumber's heritage uh, minis. Oh, he's, really? It's he's a big mini. Cumber in the square. And so there's a lot of uh, minis sold in Cumber, so that's why you would get a lot of minis in the area. Older local guys that still there's have minis and stuff? Mini restoration guy about three miles out of Cumber. Well, that would make sense. Uh, a boy called Dixon. He'd be busy. Uh, is, he used to just be a general body shop, but I think he retired semi. But he still has the shade. And it's mini restoration. It goes uh-huh. on hotels and stuff. Uh, so it's restoration and it's minis. What's the business called? Mini restoration. Recuperation. Ah, oh, I like it. Get it. Get it. Do like a good pun there. So, I don't yeah. know that. Uh, yeah, fantastic day out. We're sunburnt. Great turnout. Everybody had fun. Tasty buns. Yeah, pre- tasty buns. Presbyterian tray bakes were fantastic. I they have were. to say, yep. That's, I'm not a big church goer, but I would go for the buns. I have to say, when you do something and a church group are involved, it's normally pretty good. Like Aye. they're good. It's well organized. You know, there's good buns. What more know. could you want? Exactly. Praise be to the PWA. To sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. In a similar vein as well, was it last weekend? You were at Andy Maxwell's show? Yep. Let's roll Slightly in. less Presbyterian, but... <laughs> let's roll into that. So our good friend, Andy Maxwell, usually around the third weekend in May-ish, he would have a event at his uh, mum and dad's um, yard, and he's a sort of private invite type of thing. He has a field beside the house, and he invites certain people to have hot dogs, which are delicious, and then he has ice cream Ice cream floats. sliders. Sliders, sorry. Oh Why do I call them floats? Oh my God. I'm so disappointed that we couldn't go this year. <laughs> yeah, because we commented in the group, I was oh, sorry we couldn't be there. And you made some snide remark about, I'm sure Alpine Vag for a shite. Like, <laughs> but there was, <laughs> tell you what, there was no ice cream sliders at Alpine, so. Oh dear. <laughs> there was not. Um, yeah, so there seemed to be a good turnout at it. Yeah, um, it's all in the charity, very worthy cause this year. Um, family 
uh, fundraiser. Uh, they're dealing with a cancer issue in one of the children, a uh, close family. So uh, I think there was £2,000 well, in around that, I think Andrew was saying there Brilliant. towards the end of the week. So well done to Andrew. Such a chilled event. You've been before and... It's, I love the uh, fact that like 50% of the cars there are actually Andy's cars as well. Or maybe 25% of them are actually <laughs> tractors. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's good, like you have such a variety there. You go in and there's 70 year old tractors. There's R32s. There's E30 M3s. There's 911s. There's a Lancia Delta Integrale. Old Volvos. You yeah, know. just random, random stuff. Old Morris Miners. And it's a mixture of him, family, ourselves, locals come to too, isn't it? It mm. almost feels like a massive family picnic with that, cars on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, like when the family are coming out and bringing you like homemade hot dogs and stuff. Yeah. And was it Borley was saying? Was it Borley was saying he was at it? And mm-hmm. it's, it's literally like the sausages right in a bowl, the cheese, the onions, you just make your own kind of oh. thing. It's, just, it's absolutely brilliant. Great. So, well done, Dandy. Yeah. yeah. No, it, you put a video of that up on the podcast page as well. I've seen this. We were away trying to watch it, and the internet was terrible. It's like, oh, I want to see what, see what there is. I have Andy starting up the wee tractor. Uh, yeah. I've seen somebody comment saying, was that a gender reveal? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the grey smoke was an old woman. <laughs> Either that or announcing the new Pope. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's roll into then another show a wee show in America that well, you just went to or what do you want do you want to do our news first and then we'll bait okay. into that yeah absolutely. Aye, split them up a bit I'm sure we can do that uh, who wants to kick us off I've, it's a very brief one I was going to talk about Go it was it. a recent car auction uh, the world's most expensive car sales for 135 million right yeah what was so that? it's an 8055 uh, Mercedes-Benz one of only two versions in existence so it was uh, auctioned off I think it was two weeks ago. It's nineteen fifty-five Mercedes-Benz three hundred SLR, Ulan Hot Coupe from nineteen fifty-five, sold for one hundred thirty-five million. So that was triple the previous record, which was set in two thousand eighteen. It was a sixty-two Ferrari two fifty GTO, which fetched forty-eight million. The price of used cars is absolutely mental, the man, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> COVID. <laughs> uh, so it was an invite-only fifth of May. It was sorry, invite-only auction at. The Mercedes-Benz Museum in Stuttgart, Germany. Uh, one of just two prototypes built by the Mercedes-Benz Racing Department. Um, is that the one with the gullwing doors? It does indeed. It's Aye. absolutely delicious. Yeah. They're, they're gorgeous. Them old delicious. Things. I don't really know much, very much about them. And I'm actually really surprised to hear that when you said like the world's most expensive car, I was imagining some like hypercar type thing or, you know. I would have thought like a Mura or something. Aye, something, something like I definitely didn't when you said Mercedes I was like oh that's interesting I wonder did the price go up it's just a few billionaires just having a bit of fun bidding um, over it money laundering I still think this yeah. is all money laundering uh, it's like bringing Oligard Oligard put it for the crack yep. uh, the buyer has agreed that it will remain accessible for public display on special occasions while the other uh, 300 SLR remains in company ownership and will continue to be displayed at the museum so I wonder did Mercedes actually auction that off themselves like did they own it uh, if they had the other yeah, one they, they said the proceeds from the auction will be used to establish a worldwide Mercedes-Benz fund that will fund environmental science and decarbonisation research crawl back up your woke ass that's <laughs> weird book you'd imagine like what did they get what do you say was 135 million yeah am I not right in thinking that that's nothing compared to a, Mer- a company like Mercedes oh, down the back of the sofa it's kind of weird yeah. yeah I just wonder why they would actually auction it off or sell it strange enough rather than because I, I had two. Like, but there only is two. Uh, but they're in a museum. Like, 
don't want you don't really need to. I'm not to pay for Nose Hamilton's wages. <laughs> was that one year? Yeah. Well, what does he get? 55, paid? I think. Oh, fair enough. I'll, I'll consult with our F1 expert. 55? Did I get that right? Holy oh, smokes. We're good at this. <laughs> yeah. We should start a podcast. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear that. Lee would just talk about Hulkenberg all day. Aye. Oh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> what would you? So, rule 97 of the Highway Code. Don't know if you're familiar. Nope. States that you must ensure that clothing and footwear do not present you using the controls in the correct manner. Okay. Okay. And according to the Driving Standards Agency, your shoes should have a sole no thicker than 10 mils, but the sole should not be too thin or too soft. It should provide enough grip to stop your foot slipping off the pedals. They shouldn't be too heavy. They should not limit your ankle movement. And they should be narrow enough to avoid accidentally depressing two pedals at once. Who wrote this? Highway code. Some so, dick. This is highway code. Ah, yeah. Well, that's the driving standards agency. All right. So, this is kind of a clickbaity article that I read, right? But it was interesting nonetheless. But what it the the headline was: Yeezys could see you landed with a 5k fine for wearing them while driving. Right. So that's obviously, it was the clickbait thing. But it was interesting. It was obviously fishing for clicks, but it mentioned the Yeezys and stuff specifically, and then you know, those big Balenciaga shoes, and you know, all those big stupid soles shoes. Yep. But technically, you could, if a cop wanted to be a real dick about it, you could get a ticket for it, it would come under um, due care and attention. Because if they deemed that your footwear caused you to drive dangerously or whatever. Well, that means we get points for them as well. Yeah. yeah. Or if it went to court, you could get like a 5k fine. Now, the one that I did want to bring up that I will show you a picture of. This is called, I don't know how to pronounce the Balen- Balenciaga. Robin can probably tell me. Balenciaga. Yeah. Spanish. That. Bal- uh, Balenciaga. <laughs> This is one of their shoes. It's mentioned specifically in the article, and there's a picture of it. It's called a Defender, and it is almost as ugly as its uh, Land Rover namesake. I will show you. Fancy pair of those? It looks like it's got some sort of work. <laughs> like, I was going to say, that's like Easy's got infected with monkeypox. Yeah, what is going on with that? <laughs> I. Uh... So what Spider-Man used to go up walls? That's like the mud terrain of the shoe world. Yeah. It's like an off-road tire. So we'll post a picture of the shoes what in the question. What the If you fancy a pair, just bear in mind, don't wear them while you're driving. That's what, So hang on, where does this come in then for me that likes to drive with no shoes on? Don't well, know. It's not, it's not hindering you. I was going to say, it says they must be, must not be too thick, but must not be too thin. What if they don't exist? How do you test that? pass there's nothing that says there that you can't drive without shoes no hmm do you drive without shoes on never i find it weird i like it we've had this debate we have, before yeah. and I you're have, a weirdo thank you fritz you don't have full control of the pedals oh you definitely do no you don't when you're i uh, just find it really uncomfortable you have the soul of a racing driver like i do in the bora <laughs> you know you have total control i just like putting the air conditioner on my feet and it's nice and cold i have no idols Colin <laughs> <laughs> i am my own idol <laughs> Yeah, that's that's weird. I would actually rather Good drive. Weird with, story there. I'd, yeah. I'd rather drive with no shoes on than drive with those fucking things in my feet. Yeah, so would I, to be fair. The one news I have is our good friend, Mr. Raikkonen of F1 fame. 
is going back to NASCAR. Have you seen that? All right. So he's going back to NASCAR mm-hmm. this summer. He's driving the number 91 car, it's a Chevy Camaro in Watkins Glen in August. So I thought he was trying this out, but apparently when I looked into it, he raced NASCAR back in, oh, when was it? Maybe 2011, I think. Um, I think he raced maybe the trucks or something. He was supposed to go to Robbie Gordon's team, and then the whole deal fell through and that kind of shit. And he went back to F1 after that, obviously. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he does. I always like to see different drivers doing different disciplines and seeing what way they, they react to it. There used to be a thing, did you ever watch the Race of Champions? I, I love of Race of Champions. It was brilliant. So they basically used to take like racing drivers from all different disciplines, right through from F1 to like motocross. Yeah. Is that the one McRae was in? A head-to-head? Yeah. yeah. And they used to race like R8s on like head-to-head yeah. circuits and that sort of thing. So it was interesting to kind of lump them all into the one thing. Uh, shout out to Jack Hanrahan as well, our friend in America. He was actually filming the Ferrari Challenge cars last weekend in Watkins Glen. He phoned us when we were over there. He was on his way up to it. And I think Jack's a big F1 guy. I think his goal is to get into the film and the mm-hmm. F1 type stuff. And this is the, the stepping stone towards it, which is pretty cool. That'd be cool. So, yeah, apparently Kimmy didn't want to actually go back racing. And the owner of the team flew to his house and was like convinced him to do it, which I imagine was quite a one sided conversation. Mm. Going by anything I've seen with Kimmy. No. 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 Yes. No. <laughs> No, he's really not. So yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. I might actually have to start watching NASCAR and see what he does. The the would be interesting for the post race interview. I suspect too. he might dominate. Yeah, I, well, do you know like when the like all the Americans and they're all like their whole Branton and they're on the TV and they're all yeah and everything's all exciting and they're giving a big race interview and Kimmy gets out and he's like, okay. yes, it was good. Yeah. Okay. You'd not be coming out and shooting shaking bacon. No, I couldn't imagine being too animated, to be fair. Yeah. Now. He never has been before, unless he's on the drink. <laughs> he will not have the drink. Uh, have you used any other news there? Mm. I've just got the YouTubes to move on to. Lee, go for it. Um, well, speaking of F1 and XF1 drivers, did you see Leclerc crashing the Nicky Lauda car? Actually, I did, yeah. Oopsies. Yeah. That was that worth Fuck knows. I think the official story was that the brakes went on us. It, it said in inverted commas a brake problem, and I was like, I think the brake problem was he did not put his foot yeah. on it. <laughs> the lack of brakes. <laughs> I was trying to watch the video and we were trying to see what happened. Did he lock up or what? Mm. It just seemed to spin out, which is easy. Doesn't, doesn't like. like a brake problem. No, but <laughs> obviously they want to see a face. But it must be terrible, obviously, in front of all those people to do that, and especially in that car. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of pressure on you, kind it's of like, thing. You know the bit that comes on after the F1 that we. Leave on in the background sometimes. Not Ted's bit, because oh. that's fucking weird. Ted in the bin. You know, have the bit with, is it like Damon Hill? Oh, and they're all and just chatting. Guy. But um, remember they took out the old like Benetton cars or oh, something? Oh, that's right, yeah. And that's what we were saying. Like, imagine you crashed that. Yeah. Like, oh. what do you do? It's always... but, but then you go to Goodwood. That's what I was going to say. Classic yeah. racers, there's a point going around and hundreds of thousands of pounds worth, maybe more. Stuff there's some Ferraris going around there. It's the stuff from the 30s. Ridiculous. Stuff in the 30s which looks like wheels from a horse and cart and your man's coming sideways <laughs> drifting in it. But then hand cranking them and all. Yeah. No, it's it's actually, I like seeing stuff I got out and about though and actually getting used. Use it. Yeah, definitely. I think, the, I think I interviewed a few guys that own the cars and they just, a lot of the attitude is, it's a race car, it has to be raced. And yeah. it's also been hit before more than likely. Yeah. Um, yeah, final bit of news from me, just briefly, new series Top Gear announced, series 32, starting on the 5th of June. So the trailer... Trailer's all right. It looks looks a bit of crack. Um, More of the usual stuff. 
dunk racing in Florida. That'll be good. Presenters driving some of the old TV police cars, you know, like the Starsky and Hutch Grand Torino and stuff. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. So no, that'll be cool. That'll be good. So yeah, I mean, I'll give it a watch. I, I like those three guys on it now, so. I think they've gelled really well on yeah. it. Yeah. And I still think it, they're, what they're doing now is better than how Top Gear actually ended with Clarkson and those guys on mm. it. Like, I just got so sick of it. The only thing I didn't really like about the last series, some of the, what do you call them, plot lines, ideas were a bit. You see, I suppose then, uh, for what is it, 30 odd seasons you're doing? They're going to have to start regurgitating stuff. The last one I have then is we mentioned the noise cameras been used to travel across the UK. Yeah. We did, I Yeah, well, that's happening. (laughs) So they're, uh, yeah, so they're trialing those at the minute, I think, across England, which will be fun. I still can't get my head around how that's going to work because obviously different cars come out. Like, you get, say, Jack's Polo is pretty much silent, which meets the standard legal limit. But you can also buy, like, an Astra VXR Nürburgring edition, which comes from the factory with a Ramus exhaust on it. Yeah. Which is probably louder than my Bora. And that's factory. Yeah. I don't know why it works. It's a weird setup. Yeah. I just go past with anti-lag or park behind it with anti-lag and just set it off for like old <laughs> grannies can pass with micros. Did you hear the evil leaving the day with anti-lag on? I did. His pe- man's it. penis was massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get over it. Yeah. Made your day, Connor, by the same I did, yeah. Yeah. I was right. just soaking. I actually have one more thing here. Um, so I wrote this down because I was just flicking through articles or something, whatever on Facebook. So you might think when I say what I'm about to say, it's not really a me story. So the first sketch has been revealed of the new Volkswagen ID one. Okay. So like who actually cares really? <laughs> but what it what caught my eye in the article was they mentioned it would be replacing the E up, which I clearly didn't know existed. I didn't before. know there was an E up. I didn't either, know there no. was one. Otherwise I would have made this joke long ago, which is like, hey up lass. <laughs> yep. I <laughs> I don't uh Paddy McGuinness is bound to work on that one. Yeah, he's bound to be. You should sell that to him. The I was thinking more of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. I knew there was an up GTI. I do like those, yeah. but I didn't know oh, there was fantastic. an E up. An E up. A up less. What a it? stupid name. It is. I'm joke. I, I, I'm just sitting thinking about you're less than impressed with electric cars. I wonder if this happened when they're transitioning from horses to cars. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah, there was probably dickheads like me sitting going, no, I will not get what in one of those of, machines. What a load of balls that is. <laughs> that's it. Some Amish boy on his horse, that's us. Nigel, YouTubes, I've been catching up with stuff and I'm I'm way behind still with being away from... Uh, same boat, but I just I did catch a few things, but haven't watched a lot, realistically. One of the videos I did catch was... Um, Carfaction, a review of the M5 CS. It's by Henry Catchpole, one of my favourite modern journalists. So he reviewed it. Great review, great video. I forget where he was filming it. It was really, really good. And he was describing how it is one of the best cars around at the moment. He did mention the price tag several times. So how much is a M5 CS? And you're I'm going to guess. No, no, I can't see it. About 110 grand. 140,000 pounds. So... Basically, basically, he he compliments it, talks about the the agility of it, the steering of it, the performance of it, etc., etc., how it's so poised. And he summarizes by basically saying it's a supercar for those who don't want to be seen in a supercar. Yeah, it's a four-door supercar, sounds like. Um, my question is, it's 140k. M cars were always the pinnacle 
of the BMW range. Mm-hmm. Why not just make that pinnacle car in the first place? And the only conclusion I can draw from it is money. Oh yeah, oh hundred percent. And it, I, 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 I just. I still come from an era like probably 15 years ago where I still think in my head a supercar is 70 to 100 grand, you know, like, and there's a saloon, essentially a supercar, but still saloon cars is 140, 150. I'll never forget a video of a guy on the West Coast. I don't watch him anymore. And he would have sort of bought old performance stuff, you know, 10 to 15 year old performance stuff. And he showed a sales docket from Audi of a C5 RS6. And he's basically saying, right, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. you went and bought an RS6. There was maybe one or two option boxes left at the end of it. Really because silly it was such stuff, a good car. But it was so well specced. Now they're pushing the extras on to you. And it's basically taking this. It's just, so you can it's win just a spec, money grab. Yeah, you can win spec like an RS6 at a you, low you, spec. You wouldn't have heard of a poverty spec RS6 yeah, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Where now there is. Now there is. Yeah, and you'll easily add... 20, 30 grand onto the price tag as well. Yeah. So them things are what, over 100 grand now? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. It's easy. That's fucking mental. Just insane. Uh, but here, it'll something never affect me. Uh, no, I'm not worrying about it. So we'll not worry about it too much. But it seems to be in the M range now, to get the Pinnacle M car, you have to go CS. Yeah. And pay through your ass for it. Is the CS a thing that's come in this last few models, is it? The club sport? Um, as a as a general offer, and you know, I know there was always. I think like, initially it was the competition. Then they brought in the CS. I'm not 100. percent I'm not that up on BMWs, but no, like the I just M, M2, the CS. You've heard Chris Harris talking about it before. You know, the CS is the pinnacle. I just can't imagine paying that for that car. Yeah, um, and it probably does everything fantastic. It's a fast I, car, you know. I it, think I think a, an M2 standard would be 60. What would the the price? But the CS is eighty or ninety, and then M three. It's busy. You bolt on twenty or thirty k for not a lot more power, but it's lightness options. If you weren't a purist, you would take the other model and spend that thirty grand tuning it and probably get a lot more out of it. Yeah, yeah, but it wouldn't have the prestige or hold the money or. But it's the depreciation. Those things like if you buy that for one hundred and forty grand, what does that drop to? Yeah, you know it's it's fucking baffling, like. Anyway, yeah, that's a wee 10 minute video. Um, do you want to watch a man try and justify 140k <laughs> super saloon? Fire on. Uh, I've mentioned Tommy F. Yeah, big uh, Skyline YouTube channel. Big mouth. So he's dropped two or three videos there. Uh, he done a, basically a full conversion of Mark 7R. He bought a Mark 7R and he bought a Salvage RS3. I watched this, yeah. Took it to Innovative Motorsport and converted it two or three videos I think it was mm-hmm. so he basically swapped everything engine, gearbox, drivetrain front and rear cradles seats seats, dash, wheels Not did you dash? I don't know but I don't know you did the dash you did the seats but everything works like factory it all integrates with the dash and the summary at the end was basically this has saved me 10 or 15 grand because RS3s were 70 or 80 yep and you have something a bit different different um, you'd have to really want it to do it though I sort of thought that's it, yeah. You're going to have to buy two cars, essentially. Yeah. And I hope that you can find a, a hit RS3. But to me, that's still what they should have done with the Golf R. It should have come with that engine. Then they wouldn't have an RS3. No, that's the thing. <laughs> Which, again, comes down to money, as we know. Yeah. Uh, third YouTube, Dan Chambers, his long-running Mark One Golf GTA is yep. complete. So he's has it out and driving about. I think he went the early edition show, didn't went he? Went the early edition, yeah. Uh, before he went, he dropped it off to Shine Supply, a detailing company. 
he had sprayed it himself, as far as I remember. He did, yeah. I think it was a bit of orange peely and flat. Yeah, I think it was the usual thing you get with guys. I think that's like the second full respray he's done, like glossy maybe. Yeah. And you get like, you know, you get orange peel here, dry bits, you'll fish eyes and solvent pop and bits and pieces. But your guy, like to be fair to me, when Ryan had pointed out all those bits, he wasn't trying to hide anything with it, you yeah. know. And then the guy who done the, I watched that video. Full wet sanding job. Yeah, there was a lot of, like there was a lot of hours and that thing, but he'd done a really, really good yeah, job. Yeah, good, good turnaround. Um, also, Drift Games, just a quick one that they've actually dropped their PS13 out the black line. Seen that. Get more lows. Yeah. So I think the, Dropped the initial video last week, and I think the uh, Gavin I was talking to Gavin today. I think they finished it on Thursday or Friday, and there should be a video on Sunday night. Yeah, so by the time this goes out, it'll have been out for a few days. So, big a shout out to Blackline. Arn mm-hmm. and, and Gavin looking well on video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, final YouTube was one of my favorites, Juice Box. Neil's A86 has shown a bit of progress. Uh, starts, drives, runs. So I actually watched that. That's the first I've ever watched their channel. It was the one where another kid was building one in the next unit over, and he brought it around him and his dad, and, oh, the, do- uh, yeah. and the drove out around yeah. the unit and stuff. Yeah, it was actually it's a good channel. That yeah, it's very like it's not what I expected. So I watched a lot of, of well, I would watch a lot of Jimmy Oaks, and everything's very clean. They don't curse in the channel and stuff, and they're just flat out with it. So I don't know what, whether that works with their monetization or what. Or I I remember watching the first year or two of the videos and. I don't think there was any ads on it, but I think recently in the last year there's ads there's on more so it. So he, he must have, like, I don't know why he doesn't monetize it. He may as well. Yeah. Um, but I think there's ads on it now, so he must have switched the monetization on it. How long's that build going? I think it's easy, five years. That's mental. That's the Project Binky style build. Yeah. But you look at Dan's car there, that Mark 1 Golf you're saying about two, what did he do that two years he's been building that That's or so? Right, yeah. or I, I remember months. he stripped that down and dipped and I just went, oh dear. Here we go. That's but it must be some feeling that he's on 99.9% of that all yeah. himself, you know, and you can sit back and go, I did that. Yeah. And you know the car inside out, which is good. So that's YouTube wrap up for this week. Lovely. Will we move on to America Fest? Yep. Well, just before we do move on with mention our sponsor, Studio 10 Detailing. Um, have you seen anything he's done recently? Did you see the Evo 9? Oh, the Evo 9 in? was amazing. I really, really like that thing. Um, I believe he'd said that the customer had done like a rest underside restoration, so it was in for paint correction. It was like a major paint correction, engine bed detail, deep clean on the interior. And it's that kind of thing where you're building something like that. You detail can take it to the next level sort yeah. of thing. So I, It fascinates me every time you see the interior oh yeah like it's gross like he did it with my car he showed me the pictures of it do you remember of like what comes, what out, comes of out of the seats uh disgusting oh, but yeah. obviously well worth doing it's like i always say about you know, those like air-conditioned seats is the farts in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, suck the farts out. exactly so that's what robin does for your seats i do have to say something about robin right so a couple of weeks ago we went to midlands we recorded down at their show yeah so connor and i were driving down on friday night and i said we were going through, we went down RD rather than down the motorway. And uh, I was saying, God, these are some fun wee roads. You know, they're quite smooth, but twisty. Mm-hmm. And I says, Robin, I'll have some crack coming down here tomorrow in the Porsche. Because I had seen during the week that he had detailed the Porsche and he had put it up on his stories and stuff. Which is the 911. Done a real nice job of it, blah, blah, blah. No, no. What does Robin arrive in? The fucking Jeep. His other Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one that you were expecting would be Not fun the one on the that roads. I was expecting. So if you two want to be like Robin and do have such a good job done of your car that you can't drive it. <laughs> contact Studio 10 detail. Head up Studio 10 Bespoke Car Care. There we go. And Where can uh, you find them? On Facebook and Instagram. 
And Google. And simply Google. Studio with hand detail. <laughs> brother's actually booked in for to get his Mark 7 Golf R uh, ceramic coated. Uh, my brother daily drives a 2019 Golf R and he's booked in, I think it's July. Basically, if you have a daily driver and you do get it detailed, the ceramic package is... Oh, well, absolutely, yeah. No, so... If you're looking a daily driver sorted out, or even a show car, it doesn't no have to be a an Evo Nine underside restoration. No. It can be a daily driver, Covered as you everything. say. Uh, top workmanship. Give Robin a shout. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so yes, we'll move on to what we know as America Fest, yes. which was seven days of freedom and fun. Yes. Nigel, you haven't met it out yet, unfortunately. Can I leave the room right now? You can have the room. No, leave the room. Oh, leave the room. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> We've purposely tried to avoid telling you about it, just so we can actually secret talk squirrel you job. through it. Um, Remember Secret Squirrel? Yes, yeah. I do. Morocco Mole. Yeah. I grew up with those too. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we missed our episode last week, was Lee and I were in Helen, Georgia. Stefan came with us, and we had Paul Barney on in episode 57, I think it was. You went to Eurotripper? Went to Eurotripper, and he runs this one too, and he talked a bit about the show and what it was. So there was previously a show there called Southern Worlders here, so woo. Um, up until about 2015 or so and it's a Bavarian based town up in the mountains in Georgia um, which is the perfect setting for a German car show as you would imagine when it was so it got completely out of hand like it was like 40,000 people in a small village essentially and there was essentially riots and shit everybody we talked to and were telling us about it was telling us their version of what they had seen and it was just absolutely crazy so obviously Paul had said when he went back to the town to try and do this, it was met with a lot Get of scepticism. Yeah, yeah. So no, it was good. Um, we went over in 2019 and had an absolute whale of a time. 2020 didn't happen with COVID. 2020 we were booked to go. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. 2021 did happen, but we couldn't get into the country and then we come back for this. So it started off well. We flew over on Tuesday, last Tuesday, and we actually bumped into Kat and Nell from KLC. They were heading to Florida as well. No way. So they were in the queue for the COVID testing. They had <laughs> two cars in yeah. front of us. Um, so that was good. And we flew into Charlotte this time, which worked out a bit cheaper than Atlanta. Met our friend John Hanna and drove down to his house and we stayed with him the night and we had a fun time of, well, we actually did some work. We earned our keep. We bled a clutch for him. The Blade of Clutch in his Mark III. Yeah, was that the Royal Week? Because I was definitely just sitting back drinking at that yeah. stage. Good choice. To be fair, we're all half cut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're pretty steaming. And then as John, being the American boy, broke out the ARs and AKs and we decided to shoot up a Mark V Jetta. It's only hospitable to bring out well, the guns. Like. The car wasn't going to shoot itself was the thing, you know, so that was yeah. pretty really much which was absolutely a ball. Like, I grew up shooting, I've talked about it in this before, and I've never shot anything like that because we don't get that sort of fun stuff here. Um, you had an incident, Lee. You broke your vape. I did. Which you said was the most badass thing ever happened to you. Uh, yeah, Shoot while shooting an AK-47. We were just staying there having lunch. Imagine going into the vape shop. Can you fix my vape, please? What happened? <laughs> I broke it in my AK-47. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it, it was an absolute blast. It was basically looking around his shop what he had car wise and bits and some really nice stuff um drinking beers talking shit shooting put the barbecue on sat outside in the evening time and just chilled out then the next day we got up headed down to the town on the wednesday and they had a the meet you haven't up. mentioned our hire car oh yeah 
Which was? Which was full America. Uh, we hired a Dodge Ram 1500. Just a little 1500. Just, ha- just a little say, V6. Do you have to say yee-haw every one hour? Yee-haw. It was one of those things that we get into. I'm like, this thing's huge. And then when you're on the road, it's really not that big over there. the roads are big. And I looked up the weight of it. Because I noticed when you were braking and stuff, going into corners, it's like, it felt very slow to brake. I was like, this thing's kind of weird. And then we get into, even as a passenger in your car, Lee, on the way home, mm-hmm. her car, which is a big car, felt quite nimble. But it, the thing, the Ram on itself, unloaded, weighs 3.1 tonne. That's insane. When you consider yeah. our licenses cover you up for up to three and a half ton, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. So that's nearly at the limit already. No, I think I have seven and a half in mine. That's because you're old. I forgot about that. Thank you very much. And uh, the joys of being old is good. Yeah. And I mean, I was secretly hoping for a Jeep Gladiator. That's what you wanted. But it wasn't to be. So as usual in the hard car, you get a blah, blah or similar. So it was Ford F-150 or similar. And the last time I think we'd done whatever pickup or similar and we got the Tacoma and the Tacoma was great and I was like there'll be a choice there usually is um, and there was it was we could have had a Tacoma again or a Ranger or the F-150 and we said well we've had the Tacoma we'll, we'll try the Ram try this time different. but uh, I was hoping for a Jeep Gladiator yeah no it's pretty good like it was a you'll just have to go back to America and, and try yeah, again that's what, yeah. that's what I mean I have no more holding has left every back <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so we arrived in the town the closer I got up into the mountains and to the town, the bigger the ram felt. You know, it was like yeah. when you're, you were kind of there and you're like... When you're on the freeway, it was fine, but... Yeah, in the wee streets and shit, I got like, this thing's fucking huge, it's excessive. But, but as you said, if Jackhammer can drive that twin wheel... Yeah, he has a long bed F-350 that he yeah. was driving around the town at one point. And I was like, well, if Jack can do this, I can do this. Yes. It's like confidence I love. love Connor. Yeah, that was an absolute blast. So thanks to John, I say, for... For having us, and yeah. it was really, really welcome because I know John listens. But go down into the town then, and they had an early bird meet, which I kind of so expected. So that show runs, just for context, that Wednesday runs. to Saturday. Wednesday, yeah. So the whole concept is they have meets running up to it, and then from the meets, whoever organizes each one, they select two or three cars from that to gain access to the show field on the Saturday. So it's quite a small show, but it's like it was supposed to be high quality type stuff. Crime to the crime. Yeah. So... The early bird meet was on the Wednesday. I sort of thought, not a lot of people up there on the Wednesday. No, it'll be a few stragglers, bits and pieces. We landed in and there was everything there. It was yeah. really rammed. Heather and Earl were there and their Mark II. He's an import English Mark II, or Mark, Mark III. III, 16 valve. It's quite cool. It's weird because you get to see cars from home that you're looking at and you wouldn't look twice at at home. You look at it and you go, well, it's weird looking sitting here. <laughs> Um, didn't really do much on the Wednesday night. We had the world's biggest chicken tenders, so we went to dinner. I wasn't that hungry. The heat kills my appetite, and I ordered a portion of chicken tenders, which to me is like chicken goujons. No, this was like an entire chicken breast, beat flat, and there was four of those. That was a starter. That was a starter. We only ordered starters because we weren't that hungry, and it was quite late. And we thought we'll just get a wee light bite. Now Stefan had full wrap and chips because it's Stefan. Yeah, <laughs> the, the heat doesn't affect the man's appetite. But uh, these chicken tenders were just Lethal. ridiculous. Oh, I, I've never seen a country very tasty, as but excessive for food. Disney, you get the turkey legs. Oh yeah, and they look like one. they come off an no, emu. Looks like a lamb shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we just kind of wandered about, had a few drinks and stuff, and chilled out. And you're, at that stage, you're still kind of half jet lagged, and you're. You're doing it. Yes, you're trying to get to bed early. Thursday had really kicked off then. So Thursday was the start of the kind of focused meets, which was like Mark 1, Mark 2, all the categories kind of thing. Um, 
went for breakfast that morning at a place called Betty's, which is like a country goods store with like a bar outside and you have breakfast and shit. Um, it's kind of weird. It's like having a small town that's full of your friends because you're just walking around bumping into people. Like uh, Nick Kramarczyk, my golf is slow. Mm-hmm. We were walking, we parked up, went to walk in. There he's at the door and he's like, oh, hugging us. Did he know you were going? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I didn't hadn't... know he was going. Yeah. So, I, I was just so like... we were walking towards the door and then I just saw him and I was like, what are you doing here? We haven't seen him in like three years. The same, then we were sitting in having dinner or having breakfast. We bumped into like this guy. We didn't know him, but he had this absolutely gorgeous dog called Moss. It was a... Golden doodle. A golden doodle, like a poodle golden retriever oh, yeah. mix. But like a big poodle. He yeah. was gorgeous. And we, we were just like, oh my God, look at the doggo. And we're chatting to him. Like That's the best thing about it. You just try to up conversations with people and everybody's there for the same thing. And then as we were doing that, this pickup drove past and I made contact with the passenger. Next thing he's waving at me, it was Pat, the guy Pat Holden from upstate New York. He's a green Mark III VR6. Like a, he basically did what I did, build it in the style of a Mark I. He rolls in with his dad and he's like, oh, I'll introduce you to my dad. Turns out his dad is originally from down south. And Kilkenny, Kilkenny, and Big left Cork accent left 50 years ago. Claims oh, he doesn't have an accent, he does, and he does, <laughs> he absolutely does. Because <laughs> he says to me, This is my father, and I reached in. He says, How you doing? And the first thing he went, Where are you from? When I heard the accent, I went, Where are you from? And it was like an hour long conversation about <laughs> how you got there. Did he ask, Do you know such and such? Actually, when Irish people meet, they go, Do you know such and such? No, but I probably do know half the people. Oh, I bet we do. It, it it was just amazing because and that's the kind of like vibe you get with the whole town. You're just like you kind of half know everyone, or if you do speak to somebody, you sounds, know someone just, they know. Just sounds like a great community. That's, VW yeah, community that's the idea event. behind it. In just a really weird wee yeah. town. So the first meet we went to then was the Mark II Med meet, and we actually bumped into one of our listeners, Corey Filter, there, who is highly amused that we make fun of the filters, and that's his surname. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who else? Jeremy and OJ landed down. Jeremy and OJ basically finished swapping a, t- a TDI engine into a B5 uh, A4 estate, which was a 20-valve turbo, and they made it into a six-speed manual TDI and drove from upstate New York down, which was like a 16 or 17-hour drive or something crazy, in one hit. Oh, right. sorry, no, they'd done it overnight. They stayed overnight. Jeremy said he would have done it overnight, only OJ was being a bitch. <laughs> like, how are you going <laughs> to do that one night? <laughs> uh, but they left and realised then that the aircon wasn't working because they just put the car together. So they'd done oh, that geez. entire drive with no aircon and it was 33 degrees there. Brutal. So that was interesting. Some of the cars were absolutely amazing at the Mark II meet especially. I, I following your Instagram stories when you're away, um, I had to stop looking at them. <laughs> I got so many messages saying, I'm going to block you this week. <laughs> yeah. It's just, oh, here's another stunning Volkswagen. And then, you know the way you see me dots across the screen? And there's loads of them. There's about 40 or 50 where I just went, that's just going to break my heart. <laughs> the, the amazing thing about it is, too, you get so many cars because of the climate, especially in the south there. The cars are kind of preserved. Where in the northeast, it's the same as here. You end up with like a lot of the older stuff rotting away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of really nice like patinaed cars. Oh, right, and they've okay. got like a semi-patinaed Mark II. It's kind of like we were here and there on just a really nice set of wheels. And you kind of look at it and you go, there's one with 70 grand spent on that looks fantastic but I love this you know it's like Paul Glennon's yeah well. there was a lot of that yeah Paul Glennon's patina just it just draws your eye to yeah. it um, what else did we do the Mark 1 meet was on there we bumped a, into Danny and Ryan at the Mark 2 that's right from People's Car Podcast a whole bunch of people 
and then the Mark III meet as well went down. Definitely wasn't drinking beer out of the back of John Coulson's Vento either because that would be illegal. So we didn't do that. Ah, very good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Is there many police about or they just sort of passing? There are always a police presence. Yeah. And Paul wants that. Like he'd oh, tell you himself. Yeah. He just liaises like with you, you want police to start. The local PD and to make sure that there's a presence that everybody is well, aware. It's his, isn't his address to make sure. Yeah. That, yeah. That was it. Yeah. And then again that night we didn't do anything <laughs> too wild. Went back to the troll tavern, had food, and then had a back and just there was like a fire pit outside our hotel and just chairs and just chilled out and talked to a few people so like it was quite funny because lee was saying there but stefan certainly didn't lose his appetite uh euro crew pr uh from puerto rico gabe flew over fantastic photographer gabe's quite quiet so he was kind of sitting at the end of the table with stefan and i was at the far end and i was like oh you know i hope they're talking away there or whatever stefan says gabe turned around at one point halfway through the meal and was like can i ask you a question stefan's okay he goes Where'd all your food go? Everybody was like halfway through their dinner and Stefan's plate was just cleared. <laughs> it's a starving. Man's got to eat. He does. Man knows how to got time for that talking crap. <laughs> I think that's my problem as well. Um, yeah, so that was the Thursday. Friday then was like really intensive for meets. Like there was three meets. There was loads on at the same time. And they started to overlap at that point. So it was hard to kind of, you had to kind of pick what you were going to do. Um so we ended up going to the pre-2K meet, which was more our thing, which is essentially the Mark 1, 2 and 3 meet all rolled into one. Okay. Even was, though we'd already been to the Mark 1, 2 and 3 meet the previous day. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it was amazing because it was up in the mountain in the forest park. So you drove up in through the hills and then you almost like dropped back down into this like parking lot in the trees. And it was just... Beside the lake. It was yeah, just lovely. Would there been maybe a hundred car plus kind of thing there? don't even know if there have been that many. There but wouldn't have been far off. There was a lot of cars down in there kind of coming and going. And it was real secluded in the trees. And there was a lake down below. It was absolutely a beautiful setting. To me, if that had been the show, I'd have been more than happy to oh, go home yeah. after that. It was this is class. There was a guy had a caddy, what I would call a king cab caddy. So it was a Mark One caddy that he had extended. Yes, I wanted to mention this. This is really cool. Did you see the pictures of it? No. So I don't know. If what I... he got basically was a Mark, a four-door Mark One Golf. Mm-hmm. And shortened the back half of the car so it was a tiny short door and then welded a caddy bed onto it. And this thing looked factory. Like he, he, we said to him, Do the doors open? He was like, Yeah, hey, yeah, he opens the doors. He wound the window down. The he glass all was all door shortened. door seals and all around it. You know, you wouldn't know it was a yeah. cotton shot. It's not a cotton shot, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't know that he did that. I couldn't I couldn't find anything on the car that showed that he had built oh, this thing. Joy, and I was like, This is so good. It just was like things like that. And again, the guy hadn't perfect English, but yeah. you have the but same mentality as him. And you know, he knows you're interested in the car, so is he. You're chatting away, and it's just really, really cool. It was him and a whole guys that EV garage crowd come from Chicago or something, mm-hmm. which is crazy. The, the distance people travel for that show was just nuts because I think we had a question on the podcast a while back about how do you feel about people trailering cars to shows? Like, Ben trailered his Mark II from Kansas, which was like a 16-hour drive with a trailer on. You know, Raf Raf had a short drive and it was nearly seven hours. Um, there was guys coming from New York, uh, Gates, Mark for, II Mede. For context, seven hours would take you from Kyran to maybe Portsmouth if you were hammering on. Well, you basically... The length of England, mm. bit of Scotland. You basically travel the length of Ireland, like top to bottom in that kind of time. Yeah, uh, probably less. Yeah, and these guys are doing... Double, triple that kind of thing. Guy Arn, who won the show, he come from Minnesota. That's a, if you put it into Google Maps, it's an 18-hour drive with a trailer. 
you know, it's so you can totally understand that side yeah, of things absolutely. as well. And like loads of people were from out of state, and it just brings everyone together, which is really, really good. Friday, I would say we did that. Some amazing cars, like that, that pre 2K meet. Raf showed up. Did you see the mini car that he had? Yes. So, super cool. That was uh, our friend Brock. He had got that car for Raf, and then it could po- he, Raf posted it somewhere. Maybe it was posted to him. And whatever happened, the courier smashed it up. Like oh. it was destroyed. And it's, I think it's like an original Volkswagen product. Mm. And it was sent to guy Joe Booth up in New, uh, Massachusetts, I think Joe is. And he plastic welded it all back together. But he just went to town on it and they actually done a CAD drawing of the engine bay and copied Raf's engine bay in the 20 valve turbo and That's had it 3D printed and all painted. So it's just this miniature replica. The paint's the same as we Recaro seat that's done with the Recaro yeah. cloth um, and the obviously the engine bay all done and the RSs and stuff. It's just ridiculous. It, like the level of detail in that wee car alone would put some cars to shame on the show field kind yeah. of thing. Which was good crack. Um what else we do on the Friday? Went in dinner time. We ended up we missed a few meets because uh what do you call him? With the beard. Humble mechanic, Charles. Yes. They had a meet that we were going to. And then Raf had invited us up to their dinner, their cabin for dinner. And it was brilliant because it was ourselves, his whole family, Danny and Ran from People's Daddy. Car, Gabe from uh it was his birthday as well, so we organized a cake for him. And it was just this big hangout. But I posted a few pictures from outside of the cabin. There was like the Mark 1 show car, two Mark 2 show cars, a couple of Porsches and stuff. And I was like, this is just absolutely insane. Bliss. Yeah. And the cars going up and down. There was a 3.6 Mark 3 Golf was cruising up and down, a black one, just in the road beside you. It was going, boh, boh. And it's like, I'm in heaven here. This is absolutely <laughs> fucking brilliant. Um, not a Lexus was seen. Not a, oh. We did see oh. one. But I think it was like on the road or way in a different state or something was stopped. Yeah, it was in it was in Greer and or no Gaffney, sorry. Because mm. Stefan spotted it and I was like, no, it's stuck with us. me now. <laughs> yeah, so that was obviously brilliant. By the way, Puerto Ricans know how to cook. Oh my god, Puerto Rican food is my new favorite thing. Yeah, Delicious. unbelievable. All these like some kind of form of pulled pork and then was it plantains? Oh, it's, like a, plantains. it's like a unsweet banana it's like mashed up and fried and then they mash it up again and then form it into like little patties and fry it again Whew. some job now if i'd known it was a banana i wouldn't have touched it but it was <laughs> no you're not you're just like i'm not asking what this is it's absolutely delicious <laughs> and then after that we were young at heart and we left his place at half 12 rather than going to bed straight into town absolutely town was pumping there was guys like basically wise is like all the hotels and stuff is along and there's car parks and everyone just posts up with like chairs in the side of the street and there's a few people cruising up and down and everyone's not drinking and having a bit of fun because again drinking would be illegal in the yes, streets absolutely. yeah the open container uh, tickets like five hundred dollars five hundred eighty dollars so we yeah. definitely didn't drink and no. <laughs> lee definitely didn't buy on wish a slip rub- on covers for your cans covers. to make it look like a normal pepsi Oh, yes. Yes, because that would be illegal again. It would. And, uh, yeah, we hung out in town, had a bit of crack with all the Mark II Mayday guys and just chilled out. And it was quite funny because where they were staying, there was, like, wooden steps up off the road into their, like, apartments. And all their cars were parked along the street. And we were just kind of hanging out. And I just sort of stopped and looked around. And I was like, there's about three high-end show cars just parked on the street here. And we were all just kind of standing around them. You we were like, they're not tucked away. There's nothing precious about it. It was just, like... Everybody just kind of chilling out and having a bit of fun. 
And then, of course, we hit head to bed and the show was the next day. Oh, we actually bumped into another one. We bumped in was, we mentioned before, Jack Hammer, Jack Dean. He arrived. That's right. He just he ran the, up to us at the pre again didn't know he was coming. <laughs> We're not very good at organizing things or communicating with people. We all end up <laughs> in the same spot. It was good fun. Uh, and then obviously Saturday was the day of the show itself then, which we didn't know what to expect because when we were there, it was in the town and like a field in the middle of the town, which had now been built on. That initially had a drive on stage, but the problem with it was that the grass had, had rained heavy and they couldn't get onto it and stuff. So this year they moved it across the river into this guy's like a private guy's big giant field, which I think is where the show was in the Soho days. Mm-hmm. Quite smart. There was no food vendors on the site. Which meant then that if you want food, you have to go into the town, which kind of keeps the town people sweet. Keep and, yeah, so there's there's a lot of that with Paul, and he posts on Facebook, and he's very open about his discussions with the town. So he'll be like, "Yeah, went to a meeting. Here's what we found. There's good. There's bad. We'll work this. I'll update you as you go, kind of thing." Because he knows that everybody's in the same boat, and everybody wants it to happen again. So you just kind of want to keep it right. Um, show day was absolutely brilliant. They've done their usual like the Volkswagen posters, so they had that. The, the posters bumped into Sean Maynard, who we had on. Yes. So Sean has now changed jobs. He's working with Rotiform. And I had a word with him, and he's happy enough to come back on now. So Brilliant. we'll have a, a chat with him. Excellent. He, he actually organized the you know, the launch of Ken Block's new car. Yes. He organized that. It was one of the first things in. I was like, starting off strong. Straight good man. the box. Yeah, it was really good. So we basically worked our way around the vendors, chilled out. Lee tried to get rid of as much money as she could, it seemed. Absolutely. Which is what she usually does. <laughs> it was so hot. Like I say, 33 degrees. Um, we ended up then back at the Volkscrack tent with the people's car, which is kind of our like unofficial home when we go there now. We just chill out with those guys. Can I just say, once again, shout out to John at Volkscrack because he's a great lad. Their merchandise is awesome. I'm wearing one of their t-shirts today. But he had hats at the show, like straw hats, like Connor's straw hat, yeah, you know, yeah. that we used to make fun of him for. And uh, with pineapples on them, they're class. But I would say he could have sold however many he had, he sold out because his wife, we were sitting at the stall later on in the day of the show day. And uh, I can't remember her name. No, I can't. But uh, somebody came up and asked, did they have any more hats? And she was like, no, nah, we sold out of those hours ago. She says, I sold the last one off my head. <laughs> 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 but more importantly their entire stand they had a, like a quiet generator running behind it with an air fryer going and they just cooked turkey dinosaurs and nuggets <laughs> and stuff and just was like literally work away just handing food out to you it was like this is this is why I like these yeah. people and they keep you well so yeah I mentioned the show posters there we got you one of the the show posters oh thanks so, very much which there's you should, all the posters in here so there's a whole of them unwrap them all yeah um I also got Judas as well because we were kind of hanging out, didn't know what was happening. And then I rang Raf because I had a missed call from him. And I says, What are you doing? He says, oh, I'm over at the prize given here. I was like, Oh shit. So ran over. We'll say, We'll see him. And Raf was up the front. You get your poster unveiled. Oh, wow. What's on it? The R's. Mark V's. Lovely. So there you do your partial to Mark V. That's class. People go absolutely mental for those posters, by the way. Like, there's queues at Volkswagen to get them because they're like an official Volkswagen product and they only do them for the shows. That's so cool. So, it's like our Carada one that we have from Vagfair up in the... Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, so I got Judas. Sorry, I've just been quiet. I'm just getting this poster here. <laughs> this isn't good content. Um, yeah, went up. Raf was standing at the front watching what was happening. 
I walks up with Lee, and literally as I got to Raf, all I heard was Connor McCann from the stage, <laughs> Paul on the stage with a mic, and I was like, "Oh dear, hello!" And I looked, and I was like, "Oh no, here we go!" And he was like, "Come on up on stage, bring Lee with you." And all. I was like, "Oh shit!" And like in my head, I'm like, "What am I going to say?" Because I know he's going to give me the mic, and like I do this, I talk a lot. I don't know about public speaking, like, you know, especially unplanned. At least if I have a rough idea of what I'm going to say, there's something to go on. So I get up onto the stage and he says, yeah, we're and we're surrounded by really good podcast guys here. And he mentioned us in people's car as well. And next thing he gives me the mic, he says, say hello. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> and I have vague, this happened in Vagfair as well. And I have vague recollections of basically saying that this is totally unplanned. And I hope you can understand me and that, it's too hot here. It's too hot, which a lot of people seem to agree with because <laughs> we're laughing. And basically, like, the standard of cars was fantastic and really good to hang out with everybody kind of thing. And I was like, please take this microphone back and I can I'm get down from the stage. Out. Thanks, oh, Paul. It was like, it's the sort of thing, you know, again, planned, maybe, but out of the blue. Yeah. And Stefan said, as we were walking up, he says he seen Paul look at me and his eyes lit up and he was like, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't have to say anything, Lee. No. And I'm on the stage going, can these people even understand me? Because the answer's probably no. <laughs> I was like, who wants... I, I had to keep it short and sweet because like, nobody wants to listen to some dickhead from Ireland talking on a stage that they don't know what he's saying kind of thing. <laughs> I'm very aware of that. Yeah, so the show was good. Stephen, the standard of the cars looks absolutely unreal. Yeah, like... The the builds over there... like We do have a lot of good cars here and I'm definitely not shitting on that kind of thing. But like, it's a different type of thing there. Um... I think it comes from, do you know where you get like, there's a big hot rod culture there and there's a lot of shops that build those kind of yeah. cars and stuff where we don't really have that. The closest thing we have to that is guys that build rally cars and they're not going to build you a Mark II show car. They, 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 they don't want to know. They have tuner backup. Yeah. Um, builders. Accessibility to things too yeah. is just incredible. It's a different level. The other thing is too, I tend to find... It's a very well higher wages, but it's a European sort of model too. They keep a car and just improve, improve, improve. Yes. Whereas it's a UK, maybe an Irish thing. A couple of years, bang, next. Yeah, I they've constant improvement on it. So yeah. this guy Danny built a blue Mark II. I don't know if you've seen it. It was like a, you know, the three point two VR six or the R thirty two engine with like the Porsche intake on it. Yes, so the picture of that. That thing is oh. incredible. That is literally just broke cover. So there was that. A new guy, Arn from the Midwest, has a Mark One Golf. It's like red splits, image splits. And so on the was, cover of PVW this month. Aye, uh, it's a SEMA mm-hmm. car. And Paul was saying, he was like, I know those two cars are coming. I know there's other stuff. He says, I don't know how I'm going to pick between these. And then he was like, maybe that's where you guys could come in. And I was like, let's walk away. Because I don't know where you would get into it. Start. like Corey Sterling was talking recently there and he was saying like it literally sometimes it has to come down to are the tires the same brand you know you have to get picky yeah like it, you know if you've painted inside your wheel wells is there dirt in there you know if two cars come down to that you have to I, just literally you have to get full concours in this yeah. house yeah. Um, so that's the kind of thing but like those cars there I can't remember was it Eurofed and they had a collection of like Audis and Porsches twin turbo R8s you know with the bumpers off and the, the turbos hanging in between mm-hmm. and there was maybe three or four of them sitting there and you were like people walking past them and walking up to a Mark 1 Golf you know it was just the uh, norm that you're seeing the standard cars is just incredible uh, I told you before Eurotripper who gave tons of gas Mark mm-hmm. had the slant nose 911 that belonged to Pablo Escobar so he, he brought a collection of stuff down he had a white shorty 
Audi Quattro. It had Mark 1 Jetta with 4,000 miles on it that he claims he has put more miles on than he got it. So he's he obviously uses the cars. A Callaway Turbo Mark 1 Golf, a Callaway Turbo Sirocco, and he had another thing as well. He doesn't like 996s anyway, because it was parked in the end of his row. And I said, these all yours, Mark? And he goes, yeah, except for that piece of shit in the bottom. I said, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and again, it's because it's such a big area. You think of the catchment area, you're getting people driving 16 hours one way, 14 hours another way. You know, that's like, it's like having a show in the center of Europe and having all the yeah. guys from Europe driving to it. And that's where you're getting such high end and a dense collection of high-end vehicles I, I think i was mentioning this before but the amount of social media activity about that show that there was previously but i think it's just it's upped now you can see I, that i borrow where they see that's the biggest volkswagen show in the world it's certainly it's the not coolest. far away like yeah it like there's a lot of people there the thing about it is though they're trying to keep it low-key like, but the problem is, as it goes Victim on, victim of your own success. Yep, and yep. that's that's a big thing. So, they did a post show barbecue, which was pretty good. It was like a barbecue place the next town over that organised to go to. And while I will say, I've never seen more flies in a building, never mind in a food building. I was assured by the locals that it's the sign of a good barbecue place when there's flies in it. And right, I was like, okay, okay, I'll take your word for it. But it was a very good barbecue place. Mm. Um, what else do we do? So that night then. We went back into town. John Hanna rang me. He had made his way down and he says, oh, there's an import car here that a, a neighbour of mine has. I wanted to get a look at it. So I just assumed it was a UK Mark III or whatever. Dander down and it was a Corkridge Mark III estate. <laughs> I was like, well, this is surreal. It had a Waterford Park and Chill sticker on it. Yeah. No way. I said, the guy was like, was, he says, I says, this has probably been a dub shit. And then Stefan's like, no, it definitely was. I recognise it. And the guy says, yeah, there was loads of stickers on it. Because I was wondering, was there any of our stickers on it? And I says, can you remember any of them? And he says, there was like a, was it Waterford or something? And I was like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And it was really weird. 1.4, Mark III estate in America. Uh, like a baby blue color. I don't think it was original color. But it was fairly no, straight color. it was color. blue. It was like jazz blue. Oh, well, it was more like jazz blue. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we did that. Hung out in the street. Um, but what... So there was something wrong with the car. That's why they wanted us to come and have a look at it. It was misfiring. And then Stefan managed to diagnose it over between yeah. the two of you. Because I think I posted a photo at one stage Under of Connor with his head her, and Stefan with her head, head and ears into the bay. It was a Mark III. I was looking for rust. And, uh, but this, this young fella had to drive back home to basically Charlotte mm-hmm. in this car that was misfiring. Yeah, it was like 400 miles and he left at like 10 o'clock at night for a couple hour drive home. But... What it turned out to be, you know the centre pin in the distributor cap? Mm-hmm. That had corroded up. So I told him, I said, look, if, if a two litre one doesn't fit, give me a shout. He's a, he's a neighbour of John's. I was like, I'll help you out. I'll post you one over or something. But he told me then the two litre one fitted okay. So he was happy enough. So, but yeah, we did that. Um, we actually bumped into Mike Poley, Dog Pizza, that Very night, good. which was good to meet. Uh, a great character, a character I shall say. <laughs> um, he pulled up. Have you seen his brown van that he tours about in? Yeah. That thing is huge. Like, it's like a house. It doesn't even look as big in the photos. Um, Corey Felter was down with us again. We're hanging out with Heather and Earl. Earl has an electric skateboard. And all weekend, I'd be like, I'd love a go on that. I'd lo-. And they were like, oh, you'll get killed, you'll get killed. And then knowing you have a beer too, and you're, or don't have a beer too, and then you're like... I could have a go Give us a go. Yeah, and Earl was like, I'll give it a go. Now, the, the streets are pretty flat. And he turned it down to this lowest setting, but it's a weird feeling. You get onto it and you just literally with the B controller, press yeah. it up. But then he told me I got off it. And he was like, 
yeah, they're about eight or nine hundred dollars. I was like, no, uh, I was like, I probably could have broke that. Um, what do you call it? Casey Neistat, the vlogger, uh-huh. YouTube. He uses, I think, it's boosted boards. Oh, the carbon fiber. There. This is maybe what this was because this no, was solid carbon. Called, no, it was a wood deck. Oh, right, right. But boosted has been going. I think they're called boosted the boards. I think they're about fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, mentally, but I, I agree, cracking that. I would love one, but I don't know where I would actually ride it. Then it'd probably mm-hmm. fall off and get killed. They would sort out the life insurance and all. Spit it out. Cash in. Um, one thing I did notice, and it actually ties in with what you were saying there, was the increased presence of people from the year that we, it's what 2019 that we were there and it's got a bit rowdier so the Friday night wasn't too bad Saturday night was starting to get like the party party party, party. yeah no it wasn't even the party 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 because everyone was out hanging out and it was all good and they were playing cornhole up the street and there was no issue with that it was the cars cruising about and someone pointed it out and this was apparently the issue with Sowo as well and you can see it here was it's locals it's not the Volkswagen people coming in. There was cars coming off and trying to... They'll come over a speed ramp where people are sitting and they'll try and do a burnout leaving it. And it's all like Georgia plates and they're non-Volkswagens. There was one Mark IV estate did, but the rest were like pickup trucks for people hanging out of them with a Georgia plate on it. You know, it's not people who are there for the show, but unfortunately they're going to get lumped in with the same reputation. Yeah, but how do you place that? You can't. That's the problem. Um... Personally, I think the only way to do that is have a constant police presence on that strip. And at least if they're there, you can't do anything about it. Or, you know, you're going to get or caught. needs to be close the strip. Yeah. Because there was a... Or have it uh, entrance only, an for, access point yeah. to get into the strip. And then, because Earl's car, Earl's car actually got clipped. I'll say this because he put it on social media. He, his car actually got clipped by three 16-year-olds in a pickup. Hit it a Mark IV and something else, and they drove on. And someone got it in film. Then they went. They, somebody ran up to him, told him, and they got the police given, and they stopped the car. And the cop literally couldn't care because he said he was like, "Oh, you've got insurance. So what are you worrying about?" And he was like, "But these people are getting away with this. You know, yeah. they should obviously be held responsible." And they're like, "Oh no, it's in private property, so there's nothing you can do about it." So I think he's trying to pursue that in other ways because seen him looking for a thing. And that was like one of the very few down points of a really good week. And he was like, he was like, well, it can be fixed. It could always be worse kind of thing. And he's not going to let it annoy him. But at the same time, you'd be pretty mad. But it is, it's basically what you were saying is it's an offshoot of increased presence of people. Yeah. And there was definitely more non-vag cars there. Um, few, like Worthersea, Worthersea. It's the same thing. Yeah. And BW Days suffering the same thing. Yeah. People said the same thing that they were seeing in the local Facebook groups, you know, oh, we'll go down to this, we'll yeah. go down to this, and that's how it spreads. And you can keep it as low-key as you want, but unfortunately, it's a small world these days and everything does spread, which is pretty shitty. So there was that. And then a bit about the actual town itself on the Sunday. We had a full day, basically non-car related. So went shopped and explored, went around. They have a roller coaster. Have you seen the pictures or videos of it? Yeah. So there's a roller coaster in the forest, in the trees. Of course there is. So... Someone told me there's one here that I only heard about in Colin Glen. Oh, I that opened just before lockdown or after lockdown. So it's like a toboggan. Oh, I yeah. That's what you have. So it drags you up through the forest and you can see out over the town. And then you come down through and you can, but really, really good fun. Yeah, you can apply the brakes if you want. And all yes, yeah. I. If you I want, being the, op- being the operative thing. Although I did get stuck beside some woman with her child and I was like, I could just ram you off this. You were quite good. They use a good fun. I wasn't yeah. holding you up. Then we went tubing down the river so there's a river runs through the town and down past the show field 
And we decided we're going to do that with Raf and his family. At one point, I was going to go jump into it on the on the Saturday. It was always oh, hot. It was getting pretty warm. So they basically take you up the river in the in the bus, and or you can park up there and just jump in. You get your rubber ring and you go down, and it's sort of the river's maybe twenty odd foot wide, and it ranges from a few inches deep to maybe six foot at points, and you just go with the river. You just float down the river. So they reckon it takes about an hour. It took us about an hour and twenty minutes or so. Because you do actually, you can get stuck. You can mm-hmm. get stuck, like, you're floating down, but there's, like, rapids. So you go down, like, these rocky parts and stuff. Um, Within about 100 yards, Stefan was fully submerged in water. And <laughs> so it, I was trying to stay dry. So when I got stuck, I was, like, trying to push myself off, where he just jumped out because he was already wet. And you're coming down past, like, people's houses built on the edge of the river. And as you come down into the town, there's a, a bar that overlooks and you can see everything. But it was just such a weird experience because you're mm-hmm. also coming down, there's people fishing in the river. So you're coming past and the guy's like, oh, hello. And you nip out around him and away he goes. <laughs> or you're like, if you're getting faster than someone else, you like bump into them. You're like, hello, random stranger. <laughs> How's so, it going? Lovely day. <laughs> yeah. It was it was great crack. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. it. Was part, all it needed was if you had another one with a cooler full of beer, like tied oh, to you, yes. just drink away. <laughs> Sober at the start, full at the end. Steaming by the end of it. And then they just bust you back up to your original <laughs> point. It's like $16 to do or something yeah. like that. That's for nothing. Nah, it was some crack. Like, it's the sort of wee town if you went there, you could easily spend a day or two just chilling out with your mates and doing silly yeah. things. I, Jeremy wanted us to tube the day of the show and come down past the show, but no one now that was going to take over two hours kind of eats into the, yeah. the show day kind of thing, then, which isn't as good. Uh, and then we had dinner with Raf and those guys again and had a bit of fun. He has like a some like mental remote control battery car that does jumps and mad shit and does like, what did he say? Like, 40 odd mile an hour or something yeah. it was racing that up and down the road so now it was brilliant um i know paul listens to this too so big thanks to paul and his team jack and all those guys absolutely. for their work because it was an absolutely fantastic show Nigel, you'll hopefully get out to it at some point like if a wife listening no it definitely won't no you'll never get out <laughs> but you do have that conference for work to go to don't you yes a yeah. very very important conference yeah where your phone gets turned off for an entire week yes and you come back with a nice tan it the, the Social media, the coverage, your photos, everything, it just looks absolutely ideal. It's the location, the quality of cars, the vibe. It's the, just it's everything you want. It's so want. different. It's the, the whole thing of the meets beforehand and then the show. Yeah. And I was kind of, the show I thought, because it was a small selection, and then I thought, well, you probably have already seen most of it at the meets. But actually, the show was bigger than I expected. And mm-hmm. like, the, we were there the whole day from it opened. And, like, there was no point where you were bored. No. And it's maybe different for us because we know so many people. Because you can kind of go and hang out with people and do different things. But the variety of cars, they say, like, those, like, twin turbo R8s with no bumpers on and stuff like that. Right down to, like, like the car I would have took home. So there was, like, Ryan from People's Car. Because he's, like, right, you guys are from a different country. What's your tastes? What's your car that you would take home here? That kind of thing. And the car for me was this blue Mark One Rabbit. With like 30,000 miles on it. And the only thing that was really done to it was lowered and a set of really nice RSs. And mm. I was like, of all the high-end cars, that's what I would take home. Yeah. You know, it's there's something to appeal to everybody. It's just, it's a really, really good show. There seemed to be no shortage of 24 Volvo engines anyway from mm. some of the photos you put. Those things are everywhere. I think it was Stefan. Was it Stefan put up? No shortage of 24 Volvo's here. Yeah. Or something like, that. Yeah, yeah. like, that was the thing. There was, um, like that... The Passat that we were, well, we weren't, we were shooting at the Jetta, but the Passat that was shot up at John Hanna's house, 
that was a 3.6 that he bought, pulled the engine out of for his estate, and then just broke the rest for parts and just shoot at it. And that's a pretty normal car there. You know, we're over here, the 3.6s that we got were R36s, yeah. which, what are they, 10, 12 grand? You're not going to do that with that sort yeah. of thing. You know, they're, they're 10 a penny over there. True. And a lot of those guys, like Matt Morrison, all have really perfected the tunes for swapping them and stuff like that. So it's easily accessible, where again, that's something we struggle with, is the aftermarket support with it. Yeah. But yeah, 24 valve, 2.8s, 3.2s, because they got them in their normal cars where we didn't get that shit. Where was I? I was listening to something the other day, and they were saying about a, I think it was Overcrest, and they were saying about it was a car, a full 3.6 conversion, everything there, $500. I was like, how would you not? Ugh. Where it's nearly like you two grand now. For, yeah, where it's nearly like two grand now for an R32 setup yeah. over here. So that's why the Fallout carried on mm. it, which is good fun. But yeah, that's the banter that we had. Very jealous. Hope to get out there someday. Hopefully so. I have to say to like to everyone that we met who we knew from before or new people that we met, if you listen to the podcast and we met you, thanks. And uh, the hopefully see people. you next year. <laughs> and if you had to hear me on stage, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies for that. That's Paul's fault. Sorry, they probably didn't understand you. Really. They probably didn't. No, they're probably not understanding this either. Which is <laughs> Yeah, so no, it was it was good fun. I have serious blues all week about thinking about it. Like, yeah. Um, we move on to our questions then and finish mm-hmm. up. Yep, absolutely. So once again, guys, you did not disappoint with the questions. There's a few good ones, and we'll get into it. We have Dale Miniator. He says, "I'm chasing electrical gremlins on my ignition system." He's a turbo mini, a yep. classic mini. It's quite cool. Um, and like most aftermarket electronic type stuff, they got it's usually fun Forger. to work with. Ah, uh, yeah. I commented, I'm glad you remembered about this, Nigel, as you only remembered about an hour behind you to put the questions oh, out. Sorry, no. <laughs> um, I was you're like, oh, I should do that. Yeah. I had the same kind of thing in after work. Uh, Jake underscore slow up. Favorite American biscuit? American biscuit? American biscuit. I couldn't name you an American biscuit. Well, we have, we got girls cook cookies given to us, but we haven't tried them we yet. We haven't tried them yet. I'm really excited about that. Probably they, they're supposed to be the shit, but haven't tried them. Nutter butters are pretty good, I'm going to say. That name's so wrong. I know. <laughs> I mean, you could go classic and say Oreos, because, like, who doesn't like Oreos? True. Oreos are a very good to have with tea biscuit. Or a big glass of milk. Oh, well, obviously, yeah. Or a pint of beer. <laughs> or just weird. for any occasion. <laughs> but, yeah, Nutter Butters, I, I liked those when we were there the last time. And here's another rude question, also from Jack. Also, what's your most used tool? Apart from the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> That's good going at your age. <laughs> yeah. Most used tool. Mine's usually something. Yours is ag- a hammer. Aggressive, like a hammer or a grinder. Something's getting <laughs> destructed. Probably a 17 mil socket, changing wheels on and off cars. Oh, yeah. 17s, 13s. 17 it's not a 10 because you can't find them. The 10s are missing. Yep. <laughs> the sawzall. Don't get going with that. That's that's the shit. <laughs> For me, it's probably a screwdriver. Yeah. Now you're the. That's right, you give yourself blisters that time. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan McElmeal, is there anything more enjoyable than scarring through old forums for knowledge on an old shitbox? And I agree with him. Absolutely. So he's the old, he's the new ID80 he got, did you see it? He drove past me in the M3. Nice. He was, was at speed, and I quickly got the phone out, obviously when I wasn't driving. Of course. And took a photo of him, because I... So you pulled he, over quickly? He's going that fast, red blur, and just went, oh, was that Ryan? Nice. And it was, because he replied. I, how many RD80s are kicking about? Correct. 
So it's good to see him back in one of those. He was actually dropping wheels up the new look ah, to get refurbed. Very nice. I think it was the S4 wheels he got, wasn't it? So, yeah, I, or six, I, I agree with him. The problem with looking through old forums is now Photobook had killed all the photographs and stuff in it. And yeah. That's true. The likes of forums, like the GTI forum's gone. Yeah. The Edition 38 forum's gone. And, like, the information that was on those deep down is, yeah. is lost, unfortunately. But that's just the way it is. Um, I still troll through RMS and Vortex and stuff for old threads and see what was happening. David underscore Jack underscore Hill. Uh, congrats on the PBW yeah. picture, by yes. the way. Well Big done. Well done. Uh, this will be a good one for Gethin. Tractors should be restricted to what times they can drive on main roads. Seems like seems like every fucking Friday I get stuck behind them. Colchie's out. <laughs> it's, it's I can that, hear Gethin. They bring your food. Uh, it's that he t- is a big Colchie. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Who now likes golf? Gethin likes golf. Playing golf. I don't think he was impressed about it, though, I no, heard. But no. he still was. So uh, well, wind him up. About the golfist. <laughs> Golfist. Um, this is Rocco. Oh, this is controversial. With fuel being a fucking fortune, are you coming around to the idea of an EV? No. Um, cost the main thing. I can see the practicality of it, but electric cars are a fortune. Yeah, Sorry, it's the sort of thing. It's a big investment. You're going to do like a like a monthly and, on it. And here's the thing: a battery cell. What's the life cycle? Ten years. Mm-hmm. so 10 years time where I potentially might be able to afford it I'll be buying something with a scrap battery well true the other way to look yeah. at it though is say you currently lease a car that's I don't think we any of us do but if you were leasing a car that's maybe three or four hundred pound a month and you're spending nearly that on fuel again mm-hmm. when you look at what you're actually spending combined yes spending 800 pound on an EV a month seems expensive but you're offsetting the cost of the fuel but then you're not really saving anything in particular you know mm-hmm. if you're still in the original boat except the planet Connor oh <laughs> what's that <laughs> and uh, the other thing is I still haven't come around to the fuel economy of diesel never mind EV I have to get to the diesel stage yet <laughs> I've never owned a diesel in my life well there's a fella came in the day Paul McMinn from Cumber he has a new e-tron you see the big black one I did actually about. yeah yeah uh, he's had that about two or three months and he says the range anxiety is terrible on it 150 mile range and that thing. That's not a lot. Fuck yeah. that. Or I think yeah. like the Lexel Rocco's Tesla there has, has a lot more than that, I'm pretty sure. I think you're into the 200s with it, which is a bit like my Bora. It's 280 kind of thing, the full tank, so you, yeah. you're going to be fine. As I think as the likes of the networks and stuff improve with charger networks, you are going to find it a lot easier. It's just, at the minute, it's just a bit funny. Well, we were talking to a couple of guys at the show earlier on, and they were, we were, actually were talking about EVs and stuff, and they were saying... There aren't enough chargers, and if there's somebody like in the same town as you who also has a Tesla, and you get to the local communal charge point, and they're already there, what do you do? Fisty coughs at I just rip them out of it. Or you, or you pull into a petrol station. All the EV charging points are are full, and it takes an hour to charge them. What are you going to do? Wait around for an hour? Yeah. And then another hour to, to charge your car. Yeah. Fuck that. Like Monday. Monday I'm going to be driving about 250 miles. I'm driving from Derry to uh, Wexford. I, you know, I can do that in one hit. And even if I did have to stop for fuel, which I won't. Um, That's a pure confidence you're going to get there and there's no issue. But, but I'll stop and it'll be five minutes. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, <laughs> it wouldn't work for you. I could deal in an EV. Yeah. I would have no problem doing an EV. You probably could. Oh, well. I imagine, yeah. I have thought someday of taking the wee electric scooter into work just for the crack down the That'd be good fun. Have you got one? Oh, yeah. I yeah, and yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I, w- I couldn't have that at home. I'd have a few drinks. I'm like, I'll nip to the shop. 
gonna save the planet here, my EV. Um, if you got one, sure, I'm Scooter Boy. That's right, Scooter Boy. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, one of them from the People's Car podcast. Shout out, guys. Would you rather be deaf or blind? Deaf. deaf. I would say deaf. Visions. Yeah. You know, if I couldn't look at myself every morning, I'd be devastated. <laughs> yeah. That's what gets but me going. What if you can never hear a VR6 again? <gasps> I did think of that. Mm. I did actually think of that. That would be sad. It wasn't, what if I never hear Lee's voice again? It was, no. <laughs> I want to hear the cool cars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully on board with that. Couldn't listen to podcasts. Anakam Automotive, do you ever sit back and think to yourselves, fuck yeah, we did all this because you should? I don't know if that's about the podcast or shows or what, but thank you very much. I I've honestly, had- do you ever do that? I've had a few moments like that, Dubshed, just enough, just as soon as the yeah, prizes are getting out. It's kind of rare though, because I end up getting caught up in the moment. You're busy, you're doing shit, and you never actually appreciate what you're doing. You know, but you could say the same thing to Ross, he's run a very successful yeah. business. Um, Take pride in your achievements. Exactly. I never do. I'll rather run them down. <laughs> I'll big up everybody else and then just shit on myself. <laughs> um, John 8 underscore Bill 6. Big where, John. Yeah, we were John earlier. Uh, he popped me in his GT86, appreciating a good job yoke. Yeah, he's very impressed. <laughs> I like those cars. Um, worst dealership experience in Northern Ireland, and can I be this week's sponsor? He had sponsors with the, uh, what do you call those stupid sunglasses? Oh, I'm Vipers. Not, pit Vipers. Pit, pit Vipers. Vipers. That's yep. Uh, Lee, you'll have won for this. Worst dealership experience you had in Northern Ireland? Yeah, it was the crowd I bought my focus off. The unnamed crowd. The unnamed dealership who, when I took it for service, the air filter came out and I've never seen a worse air filter ever. Which had been serviced when Lee bought it, apparently. Allegedly. I've I've heard a few stories of that, particularly Ford. This wasn't Ford. This was an all brands type one with four letters. Mm. But Got you. Yeah. There was another... Well, when I was trying to buy the Superb... I went into a Skoda dealership to, to see about one, and they were just shocking like. Yeah. I didn't want to know. And no. now they'd be crying out for cars. Yeah. I was trying to trade in Sirocco, and they were like, I buy two grand, and I was like, ma. Yeah. <laughs> two grand. Good demo. luck. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. I'd never really bought anything off a dealer, but parts desks and stuff. Um, it was a dealership I used to go into occasionally. I don't use them anymore. And it was like literally, like they were doing you a favor to look up the parts kind of thing. So I went in looking sump sealant for the bora and i was told use the genuine stuff it's you know guaranteed that's the stuff that won't like i went in the guy looked it up and he was like oh that's very dear i was like what the point yeah, I, I, know. Said, what, what, I want it i was like, what price is it i was like 32 pound i'm like oh that's grand give me it oh well like we don't actually use it we just go to cross the road there and the motor factors and just buy their, their stuff for like a fiver and use it in our cars you know and i was like hang on so somebody's coming into this dealership getting the Thinking full dealership the, the service stuff. and you're doing that there oh well like that's just that's just what we do i was like i no problem that'll do i was like i've never been back in since fuck you <laughs> but it's just that i i really despise that someone going you ask them for something, they go, oh, it's very expensive. I'm like, I didn't ask you. I was like, do you fucking have Didn't it? ask for your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I can't put the sump on without it, so I kind of need it. Do you want all the oil to leak out? Have you had bad experiences? Uh, not, not or are really. you right? Um, I've had dealings with dealerships. I've had very good uh, dealings with Phillips in Lisburn. Uh, a few recalls in the Black Funny Mark Funny anybody. Very good customer service. Though. Everybody I know who used Phillips has said um, that. My mum... And myself had a bad experience when she was buying her A3 
back in 2006. Okay. She went into ID New, you know, uh-huh. who is new and used. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think unless you're wearing a suit or dressed up fancy in there. I was in my work clothes. Mm-hmm. My mom was dressed quite nice and couldn't get anybody near. And we were walking about for 10. Nobody was coming near us. Aye. Um, yeah, I've been but there. But then we went next door to the used one. Couldn't be more helpful. It's weird that, like, and it's maybe not even the fact that it was a used one or a new one or what. It just depends on the sales guy there, you know. So it's, saying that there, I've been in BMW quite a few times, just with the in-laws or whatever, and different other things. Front of house, very, very good. Yeah, that's good. You know. That's what keeps you coming back. That's what we were saying today with John. Like he was saying, like, the, it was something silly. Like, he used to drive Lexus, and he says, you know, drop the car in for service. And that have been very good. And if you ask them to do any wee small things, you used to like change the battery in your key fob. You never really get charged or anything like that. Went into BMW and they charged them like nine pounds something, nine pound eleven p to change the battery. And he was like, "I'm not complaining that it's a tenner." Yeah. He says, "And I I know where he's coming from. It's like they've charged you a tenner that they'll never see. You know, it'll, that'll never go towards anything noticeable. But now you have a customer thinking you're miserable. You know." You're doing nothing from here. You're not looking after me, and that's that. Yeah. To me, that's a tenner because it doesn't cost them a tenner to do that. Yeah. It's a two pound battery, so take your two pound, invest it in that customer, and then he thinks they're really good at go back. Rolling me sitting talking about it in the podcast swings and roundabouts. There you go. S underscore Doug Shane says, "When Connor and Lee inevitably moved to the USA, which state are you moving to?" We always talked about you, a Florida man, Connor. I could be a Florida man. I think you could be a Florida man. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the heat. I would die. Florida in the winter, and then I'd move like upstate, upstate New, New York. York. Yeah, like, like migrating birds. Yeah, up there, Mike Pulley and those guys, and uh, Corey Felter there, like up the Hudson River kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we've been up there before, and it's absolutely it's a bit like here. The, the terrain's very like here, so it's nice up there. But New York's gun laws are a bit poofy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't want that. Poofy. South Carolina is where it's at. I was going to say, if I'm going, <laughs> one of the main reasons, 3.6 VR6s and guns is why I'm going to live in America. It's all the good things in life. And then I'll die early from a massive heart attack or diabetes for all the food. Or trip over one of your guns and shoot yourself. Probably. No, I'm unlikely that. <laughs> while drunk. Uh, B13RRT, Bert, what's your favourite flavour of Angel Delight? I've never had Angel Delight. Uh, I'm that, not a Yeti. That is an old school shout. Is that like, not like something from the 80s? Oh, wow, that's like a mussy pudding. You, you whip it up, pudding thing. It's like a dry mix you mix up, is it? Yeah. yeah. That sounds uh, disgusting. It's birds or something, isn't it? Birds. Oh, like yeah, the custard you know. people. How do they make them out of birds? Just put them in they're a pestle real. and mortar and they're make not real. Of birds. Robin's out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was strawberry I always liked, or, but they don't look good banana. I'm not sure. I'm sure we probably did have it, but I, I can't really remember, so I'm afraid I can't comment. I'm sorry, come back to the future at some point, Bert. Um, Mav90G60, Danny says, are you missing the Ram yet? Yes. Yes. The Ram was actually very good. We, I got things three ton, had all of us in our gear, and it was doing 20 miles a gallon. Well, I remember when I was talking to Paul about the e-tron, mm-hmm. I think that was a curb weight of just under three ton. I suppose all the batteries Batteries. and stuff in it, Mm. yeah. Yeah, that thing would be hard and brakes. Tell you what, the e-trons... They're a nice looking car. Oh, so sharp. Really nice. So sharp. There's a beautiful blue one I see around, you know, around Lurgan, Guildford, around that area quite regularly. And it is lovely and it looks lovely on the road. But sure, we've always said when they start making EVs look like normal cars, that's when you, the likes of us will accept them and go, yeah. it looks like a normal car, I'll drive it. Talking about cool looking Audis, there's a resident of Comer recently has just bought a murdered out RS7. 
drug dealer. Ooh. And it's rolling around. I like that. That's like a presence. RS7. Mm. It's a big money, you. Mm-hmm. What sort of horsepower are they? What's the 400? What? 600 or something? Ooh. Is that like an M5 like, or 6? Are they aimed at like an M5? Hmm? Are they aimed at like an M5 type car? I think that's the... Well, an RS6 aimed at an M5. An RS7 is the... Next level. That's metal. Be aimed at, to be honest with you. Probably why they don't sell them too many. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, what was that last question? <laughs> Are you missing the RAM yet? Oh, the RAM, yes. Yeah, very much The so. only thing about the RAM was... I mean, you kind of expect pickups to be a bit agricultural. It was, bit, it was good and spacious and comfortable, but the screen, there was no... Like infotainment kind of screen thing, which that's unusual I for an American vehicle. This that's was a brand new car. It's a brand new car. I wonder if that's a chip thing. I think you can option it with a twelve-inch screen. This came with like a two-inch screen. I wonder if that's a rental thing. Probably. No, it wasn't even like the CarPlay. A color screen. Do you know what I mean? It was no. like an old pixel screen. You know what was weird? There's a nicer screen in my Bora, which is a two thousand and one car. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. So um, that was the only weird thing about it. Which meant you couldn't have your car play and stuff, but... And the gears were on, like, a rotary dial. So if you want to go between drive and reverse, you'd, like, twist this dial, which is kind of weird. I didn't like that, rather than a stick. Talking about things that annoy you, a vehicle, father-in-law was away for two weeks, and there's a bit of building work happening next door, door, and he's just bought a new Mercedes GLA. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to keep it at our house. So I was driving it uh, over to mine, and then leaving it back. Normally in something like that, there would be, uh, the German cars would be a wee knob in the middle or a controller for select gear yeah this is like this pathetic little stock on the steering wheel it's the most cheap looking Aye. nasty you mm. know especially drive in reverse Mercedes are into that but weird see, shit but see everything else in the car best of the best and this thing just sticks out like a yeah it's pathetic no I, I, that would annoy me like real flimsy looking yeah um Kane Don you win big on the club lotto what's the dream rental car for five laps of the Nürburgring GT3 RS I would go the Singer 21C which is an American hypercar they're like a everything's all oh sorry Manti Racing GT3 RS that's very specific yes sorry uh, so like <laughs> we're talking lottery moment so we may as well, may as well go for it all these things, they're like all the design, the suspension components are all designed with artificial intelligence. Um, everything, a lot of stuff's 3D printed on. They're only making like 80 of them. There are 2.88 V6 twin turbo, makes 950 horsepower. Insane. Yeah, revs to 11,000. They have uh, three electric motors, so the total combined is 1,350 horsepower. And it weighs 1,250 kilos. A bit of grunt. Yeah. So it's almost a 1,000 horsepower per tonne. It's in around that. It must be mental. Like, so something like that. I'm not into hypercar, supercar kind of thing, but I think it's more the technology behind that with Mm. AI design. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you think you get one of them as a rental car? Do you think Hertz will have one sitting on the forecourt? I win big enough in the lottery, they'll have one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I would pick. Something that sounds nice. Your Jetta. That would be fun. I need to set up the suspension and stuff a wee bit better. Yeah. <laughs> What's a good track car? He said GT3 RS. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> it's definitely not boring. <laughs> Don't know. I'll think about it. And lastly then, Simon, S14 OCP. These stupid front window rings have to be stopped. Truly awful. What are window rings? I don't know. Is that like autocrack? I don't know. Maybe, does he mean window tints? Um, like chameleon tints? That's probably what it is. Mm. Confirm with us, Simon, but if it's chameleon tense, I agree. They look shite. 
Sorry to anybody that has them. When they're coming towards you, it looks like, remember the bulletproof police cars? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, they're legal. Oh. That's why everybody has it, just because yeah. it's legal. So he's making a fortune bringing that into the country. Yeah, you're right. I've picked. What have you picked? An Evo. What? Yep. Why an Evo? Because I think it's handle well. Probably would, but I don't think I would have enough juice for the Nurburgring. Do you think? Although I've seen some, like, look at your man's Mark II we talked about before, way last year, that does the Nurburgring. So the 20 volt turbo Mark II is all arrow on it. I can't remember your guy's name. I'm not sure if Evo. No, Mark II Golf. You're talking about Evo. No, she is, but yeah. I'm saying if you're thinking it wouldn't have enough oh, brown. Uh, Pinter built? Yes, like yeah. that That thing certainly oh, has. Uh, yeah. yeah. It would be a heavily modified one. Like. Aye. Something Time 90s, 2000s rally esque type stuff. Time yeah. attack, wings everywhere. Yeah. Canards. Give me all, all of those. <laughs> Norris Motorsport built an Evo, a two door Evo. Do you remember it back in the day? A green one. It was actually at Cleanfest, I think. Um, they converted it to two door and it had all the time attack right. era one, and that would be a cool car to do. You can pick that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll have that um, well, we're nearly at two hours, so I would say that we need... That was the short episode we're we going to record? Yeah, we need yeah. to go. Um, thank you very much for everybody for listening to us, as always. Uh, as I say, we're nearly at two hours, and if you have stuck with us, fair play to you. Us <laughs> rambling on about our holidays. It's been good to get chatting, get back doing this again, and say we did miss a week there, so I don't feel as guilty about it now we've actually done it. Yeah. If you want to keep up with us on social media collectively we are at reload podcast individually i am at connor mccann i'm at maxwell house 46 and i'm at v boy and if you want to support us in any sort of way you can hit us up on buymeacoffee.com forward slash reload pod and make a donation there if you want no obligation as always but every little helps and we'll see us again soon folks goodbye bye bye